If you've been listening to my show for a while, you know how I like to talk about a gut biome test. I call it a fancy poop test. It's a fancy name for a poop test. And it's going to tell us what the ecosystem is in your gut. And why that's important is since food's the best medicine, it's going to tell us, here are your superfoods just for you to eat. Here are the foods for you to avoid. And here's everything else. Eat this a lot. Eat this a little. Now, my team has been very busy and they got an amazing deal. For anybody that wants to do this test, you can do it at home. You don't need a doctor's orders. All you have to do is just go to Viome, V as in Victor, I-O-M as in Mary, E.com, Viome.com. And at checkout, use the secret code, Julie Ryan, and you'll get more than 50% off. Don't put any spaces in there, just Julie Ryan. It's an amazing test. It's going to give you tons of information. I've done it several times myself, and you're going to be thrilled with the information you get because it'll give you a program just for you. Give it a whirl. Julie Ryan, noted psychic and medical intuitive, is ready to answer your personal questions, even those you never knew you could ask. For more than 25 years, as she developed and refined her intuitive skills, Julie used her knowledge as a successful inventor and businesswoman to help others. Now, she wants to help you to grow, heal, and get the answers you've been longing to hear. Do you have a question for someone who's transitioned? Do you have a medical issue? What about your pet's health or behavior? Perhaps you have a loved one who's close to death and you'd like to know what's happening. Are you on the path to fulfill your life's purpose? No matter where you are in the world, Take a journey to the other side and ask Julie Ryan. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Ask Julie Ryan Show. I'm Julie, your host, and I'm so delighted you could join us this week. My intention in doing this show is to provide information, insight, and comfort to people all over the world by helping to answer life's unanswerable questions. We've got a whole bunch of callers on hold, and so let's go ahead and go to the phones. But before I forget... You want to sign up for Ask Julie Ryan Live. The next one's going to be Tuesday, November 22nd from 8 to 10 Eastern. And it's a blast. It's like an online Zoom slumber party. And we, a bunch of us get together and there's no commercials. I give away a whole bunch of prizes like free sessions, free classes, free books other stuff. It's really fun. And also we can, you have the opportunity to ask questions. I'll pick people randomly. I pick people randomly for the prizes. Got to be there in person in order to win a prize or ask a question. And it is so much fun. We had the first one last month and we had a whole bunch of people there and it was, it was really magical. We had some healings that happened where angels showed up and it was really amazing. I think that it was because of the the vibe that we all had together and we all we all were sending good positive wishes to the person that was asking the questions. So it was really extraordinary. And I hope you get to join us. Just go to AskJulieRyan.com forward slash live and get your ticket. It's gonna be on Tuesday, November twenty second, from eight to ten Eastern. And so hope you're able to join us. Alrighty, let's go to the phones. Our first caller is Conrad. Hi, Conrad. Hey, Julie. How's it going? I'm wonderful. How are you? Good, good. I'm excited to be here. Terrific. Me too. Where are you? Where are you located? Uh, Whittier, California. Okay. 
Terrific. Got a question for me? I do, and I'm trying to figure out. I have so many, but I know we got to keep it to one. Um, so my question is regarding dreams. Um, over the last you know, yeah. years or decades, I've had problems sleeping or dreaming, recalling my dreams. Recently, they've been a little bit more active, a little bit more vibrant. Um, I'm just wondering what that blockage is about or what I can do to facilitate, you know, welcoming my dreams. Well, you're dreaming. You're just not remembering them. So what you can do, Conrad, is is I will dictate into my phone if I have a dream because I don't want to turn the light on and write it down on a piece of paper with a pen. A lot of people will keep a pen and paper next to their bed and write it down. But you know how when you're in the middle of a dream, have you ever woken up in the middle of a dream and you think, oh, I got to remember that? And then you wake up and you think, oh, I don't remember that. That's that's how that works. Uh, most of us don't remember our dreams. I know that there are books out there about lucid dreaming and things like that. And one thing I know that can help, Conrad, is if you, before you go to sleep, you just tell your brain, okay, remember my dreams. And I know that sounds really simplistic, but it works. The other thing is if you want to meet somebody in your dream, like a deceased loved one, all you have to do is just before, again, before you go to sleep at night, just say, hey, whoever, who do you want to meet? Elvis. Hey, Elvis, let's meet at the Bellagio Hotel in Vegas and uh, and I'll meet you there in my dreams. And then they'll show up. Keep doing it, and they eventually show up. Everybody that I've suggested that to tells me, oh, my God, it really works. I go, yeah, I know. So how about that? Do either of those resonate with you, Conrad? Yeah, I'll give those a go. Thank you so much, Julie. You are most welcome. Thanks for calling. Bye-bye. All righty, let's go to Jen next. Hi, Jen. Hey, Julie, how are you? I'm great. Are you cooking dinner? I was. I just walked out so that I didn't have that background noise going on. <laughs> what are you fixing? <laughs> I am making some uh, rice with uh, zucchini and a little bit of tortellini. I have to make everybody happy in the house. <laughs> oh, all right. Short order cook sometimes. We're, we're all going to come over, so you better make a lot. Hey, I would love it. I am a wonderful cook, and I would love to entertain everyone. <laughs> okay. Well, where are you located? I am in Long Beach, California. I'm just up the street from uh, Conrad, actually. How about that? we got a Southern California vibe going on here. Well, welcome. Do you have yeah. a question? Thank you. I do. So last week I had... Um, an outpatient surgery, and I'm not healing as well as I had hoped. I eat really great food. However, I was hoping you can send me some energetic healing and just kind of take a look and make sure that everything looks okay. Sure. What did what kind of procedure did you have? Um, I had a bilateral mastoplexy with a capsular contracture removal. Okay, so. Explain that in English to everybody so they know what the heck you're talking about. You sound oh, like you're talking Martian. <laughs> it's a fancy term for a breast lift, and then they had to remove the uh, kind of like a collagen buildup product from my old implant. So they had to scrape okay. that out and then sew me back up. Okay, so you didn't get new implants put in. You just got the old ones removed. 
No, I, I have um, new implants as well. They're just much, much smaller and more reasonable from my younger days. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you've already got your, your honey, right? Okay, I hear you. All right. I so, do. Yes, I do. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. All, all right. done with babies, all that good stuff. Perfect. So here we go, Jen. Here comes my laser beam from Sweet Home Alabama to you. For those of you that are first-time listeners, how this works is I raise my vibrational level to the level of spirit because we're all spirits attached to a body having a human experience. And when we're attached to a body, we vibrate more slowly simply because the body has mass. So I raise my vibrational level. I watch a laser beam in my mind's eye come from my body here in Birmingham, Alabama. It's going to hook into Jen in Long Beach, California, Southern California. And then I'm going to have a hologram of her in my mind's eye. And then something will be identified and there will be some type of energetic healing that will begin. So I'm going to describe it in detail, Jen, because if you can envision what I'm seeing and describing, it's going to help integrate the healing into your body because the body's always going to follow what the brain's telling it, even if the brain doesn't believe it to be true. So here we go. Here comes my laser beam from Sweet Home, Alabama, heading over to you in Long Beach. All right. Got you. Shooting energy from your feet up through the top of your head. Okay. Left side looks way more inflamed than the right side. Are you having more issues on the left side? I am, unfortunately. So I have more seepage, and Mm -hmm. it is just much more uncomfortable. I used to be a left side sleeper, and so this is going to be my seventh night sleeping on my back, which is almost uh, torture for me. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. So what I'm watching is I'm watching, I'm inside the incision just to be sure that everything's okay. It's, it's very inflamed. So I'm putting a little bit of, not a little, I'm putting antibiotic energy on it. Antibiotic energy, Jen, looks like a fuchsia color, like fuchsia fog, more pink than purple. And um, that's going to help. If that's not feeling better by tomorrow, I think it would warrant you calling your surgeon and just maybe going in to get it checked to be sure it's not getting infected with that. Does it feel hot? Does it feel, does it look like it's developing kind of a red, a redness around your incision or, or is it covered? Have you seen it uncovered yet? Do you have drains still in? Yeah, I, yeah, I've seen it uncovered. I actually just okay. finished um, my last antibiotic earlier this afternoon, that's the seven days. And okay. I saw the doctor on Tuesday morning and everything looks good from the outside. It mm-hmm. looks, and it's much more bruised on the left side. However, mm-hmm. all the incisions look good as far as just, you know, visual, but it mm-hmm. does not feel good on the left side. No. Yeah. I think you may have something brewing in there. So not only did I apply antibiotic energy, Jen, I also want, <laughs> looks like neosporin, but in a thicker tube, that white, you know, cream, that's kind of an antibiotic cream. I watched that get put on the inside. This is on your incision is where the the brewing infection looks to me. So I watched cream get put both on the inside and on the outside. And then I watched uh, some suture, energetic suture, stitch it up a little bit tighter. I, I don't know what's going on with that. Did they put steri strips uh, on the skin above the 
the um, when they closed it, did they use sutures? Probably sutures. And then they did they stereo strip it too. Um, they did. So they used uh, okay. the uh, sutures that need to be removed in one area of the incision, and then they used the kind that dissolve underneath and down. And then they yeah. also had the stereo strip um, kind of tape stuff on there, which mm-hmm. mostly came off in the shower. Uh, that very first time that I took a shower, about 70 hours in mm-hmm. post-op. I, the right side looks great. It's This is all on the left side, and that's the one you said is causing some discomfort for you. I'm almost wondering if maybe you are um, having a reaction to the absorbable sutures on that side, but that doesn't make sense if you're not on the right side and you only are on the left side. Uh, so I don't know. I'm, I'm back inside. I'm watching the area get irrigated. This is right along where your incision is. This is where the, okay. the opportunity is, as my husband would say. He never says the problem. He always says the opportunity, <laughs> which I, I think is that. a good way to put it. My <laughs> husband, Tim, he, ever since I've ever known him all these decades, he always says, well, we're having an opportunity. Uh, keep, keep a, uh, Keep a watch on that. If it doesn't feel better to buy tomorrow, I still think it might make sense for you to be seen, or at least you may need another round of antibiotics. You may need a different kind of antibiotic. In the meantime, do you take vitamin C and zinc by any chance, Jen? So I take the ester C normally. He told mm-hmm. me to wait seven days after a post-op until I started my antibiotic and ester C backup. But I literally just took that today. So uh, I will definitely um, maybe start loading up on that. What I've been doing every morning when I meditate is I've been listening to you for years. I I, I imagine the orange going all around with the the glitter, like the stem cell energy. And I just imagine it going over all the incision marks. And so that's that I thought was helping. But that's why I called something's not quite right on this on this left side here. I agree. I agree. So what what I want you to consider doing is a thousand milligrams of C, do ester C because it'll be easier on your stomach, and 50 milligrams of zinc. Do it three times a day. Okay. It's a super potent uh, immune booster. I mean, it's it's just amazing. So try that or since you're doing the you know the sea that you're drinking just do it twice a day then but if you start getting the runs back off a little bit but that'll help and in the meantime call the doctor if it's not better by the way okay thanks for calling hope you feel better amazing thank you all right take care bye stay with us everybody we're going to take a quick break We tape the Ask Julie Ryan Show live every Thursday night at 8 Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific. The call-in number is 667-770-1476, and the access code is 483-620-POUND. Now, you can find this this information anywhere you download podcasts. We're on all the networks. We're on Alexa. We're on Audible. We're on YouTube. Everything's at Ask Julie Ryan. Also, we post this information the day of the show on all my social media networks, which are all listed as Ask Julie Ryan. So just go on to Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, and you'll see a a note that says, here's the call-in information, call in with your question tonight. Or if we're not doing a live show, we'll post that too. 
While you're on my website, AskJulieRyan.com, you can schedule an appointment there, and then we'll have a whole hour to discuss anything that you want to discuss. Everything you need is at AskJulieRyan.com. Our question this week is from Ryan, and Ryan's in West Sussex, England. And he said, Hi, Julie. 25 years ago, while laying on my bed awake on a ferry boat, I saw figures that looked just like how you described Casper the Friendly Ghost. I related immediately. At the time, I thought, wow, I'm actually seeing spirits. One of the spirits, however, passed in front, then turned abruptly to me and was trying to tell me something. It became violently angry, then punched through me, at which point I leapt off the bed and turned on the light. I've carried that experience for all this time and can't understand what this spirit wanted. I was crossing the English Channel at the time. I should mention that there were other spirits present, but only this one was aggressive. Do you have any insights about this? Many thanks, Ryan. And here's my response. Isn't that a great question? Here's my response. Hi, Ryan. What an experience you had and what a great question. To get some answers for you, I first energetically connected to you and then did an instant replay, like what you see when watching a sporting event on television, of your experience on the ferry boat while crossing the channel. The English Channel, a portion of the Atlantic Ocean separating southern England and northern France, is the busiest shipping area in the world and is known for its rough seas and thousands of shipwrecks. When replaying the scene you described, I got information, I got, meaning information telepathically received from spirit, that the spirit trying to communicate with you was a man calling himself John Marlborough who was a naval officer on the HMS Victory, a ship that sunk in a storm in the Channel in 1744, killing 1,100 sailors. Researchers believe the Victory was built with substandard materials, in particular unseasoned timbers that didn't withstand the violent seas, causing it to sink. Having said all that, Marlborough was trying to alert sailors the ship was about to sink and nobody was listening to him. I believe his spirit was still attempting to alert his sailors of potential catastrophe, and you happen to be able to sense his presence. There are those who say multiple realities exist at the same time. It seems feasible to me, and if true, can certainly explain what you experienced, meaning the HMS Victory's impending doom was happening simultaneously with the reality you were experiencing 25 years ago. So, Ryan, I love your name, by the way. Thank you for submitting that question. Now, multiple realities happening at the same time makes my head want to explode because we just don't have any frame of reference for that. But I've heard it many, many times. I've seen it. I've witnessed it. I've felt it many times. And so if you think about it, when we see a light that's a star in the sky, Sometimes the astronomers will say, and people who are astrophysicists will say, well, that star, it took several light, several billion light years for that light to reach us, and maybe the star is burned out already. Well, that light is still in existence. It's just in a different time, but it's in different times all at the same time as it's in existence, even though it's no longer perhaps even even a, a star 
shining, but it's taken billions of light years. Think of all the years that that star was visible and still is. That kind of gives me a little bit of a frame of reference for that. So I thought that was a great question. Thanks, Ryan. And we're back. Let's go to the phones again. And we've got Dana next. Hi, Dana. Hi, there. How you doing? Hi, there. Hi. Oh, wow. I can't believe I'm on. (laughs) I got you. Good. How are you? Yes, ma'am. You did. Please tell everybody where you're located. Yeah. Awesome. Um, Philippard, California. Oh my gosh! Southern California, California, but it's with the, the small city. Thing. Philippard, What's it California. Called? It's a uh, Villa Park, V I L L A Park, California. Where yeah, is it? Close to Disneyland. Okay. Terrific. Um, well, welcome. Close to Disneyland, Anaheim. Thank you. Yeah. Got a question for me? Yeah, um, uh, a friend of mine. Um, um, got diagnosed with um, brain tumor um, March of this year, and I'm just wondering if I can, if you can get any energy from that, and if if how to help her. What's her name, Dana? Uh, Julia J U L I A. Julia. All right, and where does she live? In Villa Park. Okay. All right. So she's Same close with me. by. Okay. Park. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to hook into you and from you to Julia, and then I'm going to ask her permission to scan her. If she says yes, I will. If she says no, I won't. Because it's an ethical thing with me, I think it's a violation of somebody's privacy if they don't want to be scanned. Okay. So I'm going to ask her telepathically. All is not lost, however, because we can always talk to her spirit. And the reason why... I work that way, Dana, is because I feel like if you've got pneumonia and somebody asks you how you're feeling, the person's going to tell you how they're feeling, kind of like the spirit's going to talk to us and tell us what it wants us to know, whereas we're not looking at your chest x-ray without your permission. So that's how I justify talking to the spirit in this situation. So here we go. I'm connected into you. White laser beam keeps ricocheting out to the left, uh, the left coast where you guys are. All right. Got you. Okay. Going to Julia. Got Julia. Julia, I'm talking to Dana. Is it okay if I scan you energetically? She said, yes. She goes, well, why? Yes. She said, why? Yes. Like that. Why? Yes. So, all right. What I'm doing is getting her on my radar and let's see what's happening with her. All right. The energy, Dana, went to the left side of her head. I don't know if that's where the tumor is, but that's where the energy went. So let me see if I can. Well, I'm seeing a mask. You know what? It is on her. It is on her left. It is on her left side. Okay. Left side of the brain. so what I'm doing is I'm I'm watching it get encapsulated and removed. And then there's a little bit of stem cell energy that's going in. Brain matter, my analogies sometimes are really wild and hilarious. And it's only because spirit shows me these images so that I can describe it. So we have some frame of reference for all this energy healing woo-woo stuff that we're doing. And so brain matter looks to me like thick cooked oatmeal. Dana, and the tumor looks like a a mass of um, tissue, and it's dark. 
So I scooped it out. Imagine if you took a spoonful of oatmeal and you scooped it out, it leaves a divot in the oatmeal in the bowl. And then I'm putting stem cell energy in what Jen was just talking about, the color before you. Stem cell energy is the coolest stuff. It'll redo any body part we need. It'll re, re you know, do a kidney or a liver. It'll just heal anything. And uh, it looks like a light amber colored gel, has sparkles in it, has a watery consistency to it. Reminds me of Dippity Doo hair gel when I was a kid. I don't know if you were old enough to remember Dippity Doo, but that's what it reminds me of. So that's going into the divot. And then there's a vortex spinning above it, which is going to redo her brain matter. It's going to replace and regenerate her brain matter. In the meantime, let's do a DNA healing on her. There are seven strands of DNA that have come out of a, an X chromosome. They look like pieces of paper you'd see inside a fortune cookie with a fortune written on them. They are represented by the, the DNA is the recipe that tells the cells how to behave. And DNA is made up of four nucleic acids. And they are represented by four letters, ATCG. One strand of DNA can have 100,000 letters on it. Dana, it can have a billion letters. I'm watching those letters get resequenced. When they're resequenced, they snap back into the chromosome. And then they'll go back into the body once that happens. So I'm watching them get resequenced right now. How is she doing? What are the doctors saying? What's her treatment plan? Um, well, she she's in between chemo, so they keep doing chemo, but she, it's inoperable, and um, it's grade four, and um, so she just has to keep doing the chemo. Mm-hmm. Okay. So right now she's in between, I'll see her tomorrow, but she's in okay. between um, the chemo, so she has to keep doing chemo for the rest of her life. Oh, jeez. All right. So the chemo, I'm glad you told me that because there's a there's a healing that I watch for chemo patients. The DNA is still reconfiguring. And and what it's doing is it 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 takes the DNA back to a normal recipe because when we have cancer or some disease the DNA gets mutated. There's some kind of a trigger that makes the DNA mutate. And so it goes back to a normal recipe. But there's a a healing that I watch always when people have chemo, and it's like their body goes into cryo, you know, cold, like deep freeze. And then there's a tube down the mm-hmm. middle of her where the chemo goes through. Tell her when she's having chemo to picture a clear, sparkly liquid just going down a tube in the middle of her body and then have she's got okay. cryo on both sides of her. And, and tell her to picture the cryo as those blue refreezable ice packs. And that's, you know, kind of like the deep mm-hmm. freeze kind of a thing on the on her tissues with that. The other thing is if she's having side effects from the chemo, you may want to suggest to her that she explore acupuncture. I have many clients that go through okay. chemo that as soon as they leave their chemo treatment infusion, they go to the the acupuncture person and get that, and it really helps with the symptoms a lot. Okay. So s- suggest that to her. You are a good friend, my girl, my goodness, to call in for her. I hope she's feeling better, and I hope all that helps. Okay. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Okay. Take care, Dana. Bye-bye. All right. Let's go to... Janice next. Hi, Janice. 
most of us have busy lives and we know that we're not getting the nutrients and the vitamins and the minerals that we need. So I'm always looking for easy ways to ingest them. I found one, it's called Beam Minerals. And what I find is that most of us don't get enough potassium, magnesium, and calcium. Those are the big three. And so what Beam Minerals does is it's put all these minerals in a liquid form that's easy to drink because it tastes like water. It's got all these important minerals and a whole bunch of other ones. And I find that they're really helpful. They save me time. They're easy to take. And I suggest that you give them a try. Go to Beam Minerals. B as in boy, E-A-M, minerals, plural, dot com, and use the code Julie Ryan, all together, no space, at checkout, and you'll get 20% off your order. That's Beam Minerals, B-E-A-M, minerals, dot com, and use Julie Ryan at checkout, and you'll get a 20% discount. Give it a try and let me know what you think. Hi, Julie. Um Keeping with the Southern California theme here, I'm about two miles from the last caller. Oh, my gosh. This is hysterical. How funny (laughs) is that? Oh, my gosh. I I think everyone tonight has been Southern California. So do you live um, with Mickey? I am calling. Do you live with Mickey Mouse? (laughs) I live very close to Mickey, but Mickey would not want to be here because I live with a house full of cats all rescued, and that's why I'm calling. Um, Okay. I have one in particular, possibly a second one that might be joining in, but I have one that has been peeing um, outside of the litter boxes in places in the house where he should not be peeing, and I'd like to know why and how I can stop it. What's his name? His name is Habibi. Cute. <laughs> Habibi, how cute is that? All right, I'm going to connect to you, Janice, and then from you to Habibi, and we're going to talk to that boy and see what the heck is going on. What's he thinking? He's peeing okay, on his tree is you. what he's doing. He's marking his territory like dogs do. So uh, has he been neutered? Yes, since he was okay. um, a few months old, and he's 10 years old. Yeah, yeah. So do you have a new cat in the house? Did you bring new cat, a new cat or cats in? No. Um, the last one that was brought in was three or four years ago, and I actually caught him once being in the house as well. Yeah. But the two of them are sleeping next to me. They are touching each other, so it's not like they have a hatred of each other. Mm-mm. But it seems to be a pissing contest between the two of them. <laughs> Literally, oh goodness! Well, Literally. did you change? Did you and change cat litter? I don't like it. No kidding. Um, did you... No, there's like two brands that I switch back and forth between, and they both still use the litter boxes regularly. It's uh, mm-hmm. um, usually it happens at night when I'm sleeping. One will mm-hmm. pee somewhere in the house. Mm-hmm. Could yep. be on the floor, on my dresser, on my computer. 
Well, he's told me twice, Janice. I've been talking to him while I've been listening to you because, you know, we're girls. We can multitask. Sorry, guys that are listening, but it's a superpower (laughs) for females that we can multitask. So he tells me he doesn't like the litter box stuff. He doesn't like the, you know, whatever you call that, litter box stuff. What do you call that? He doesn't like the actual litter, or he doesn't like the container that it's in. He doesn't like the litter. He doesn't. He wants something with more clay in it. He's saying he doesn't like the litter that put in the litter box for him to go in. He said it feels weird on his paws. Okay. So he's asking for something with more clay, more of a clay base in it. Does that make sense? I don't know anything about litter because I've never had a cat. But does that make sense to you, Janice? I'll look into it. Okay. Well, I know certain cats, you know, don't like all litters, so I can certainly look into that. Um, Yeah. And if I change the litter, will he stop? He's saying yes. He's causing me a great deal of stress. Yeah. He's saying be sure that you get one that doesn't have a lot of scent in it. He's not interested in a lot of scent. He's being very persnickety here and very bossy. Well, it's so. funny. With the uh, supply chain shortage, even cat litter has sometimes become hard to, to get oh. the one that you want. And yeah. lately, I've had to buy ones with scent. But this problem has been going on with him for years. And my vet said it's simply a matter of bad behavior. He doesn't have a medical problem. Mm-hmm. He's he's telling me that it feels weird on his on his paws, and he's showing me like he's okay. lifting up his paws, like almost like it's if if it was hot or something, you know how an animal will lift up their paws because it's mm-hmm. uncomfortable. He's saying that that's what's going on. Okay, that's all. That's all I will I'm change getting. the so litter. I, Thank I you. Hope that helps. Okay. Bye bye. All right, let's go to Christine next. Hi, Christine. Hi, Julie. How are you? I'm terrific. How are you doing? Um, not too bad. Um, been under a lot of stress. I've got a a three year old German Shepherd who um, the vets tell me that there's nothing they can do for him and that we just need to put him down. Oh no! What's but going I'm on? I'm not believing it. So, um, he oh, has boy. three autoimmune diseases. Oh um, gosh! Well, hold that thought. We're gonna take a quick break, and I'll get you back on over the break or after the break. So stay with us, everybody. You're listening to the Ask Julie Ryan Show, and we'll be right back with Christine and her three-year-old German Shepherd. for Ask Julie Ryan Live. It's going to be an online slumber party through Zoom, and it's going to be on the fourth Tuesday of every month. 
and it's going to start at about 8 p.m. Eastern and go till 10. And it's going to be a blast because I'll do a little woo-woo lesson. And then what's going to happen is you'll have an opportunity to ask a question. I'll pick people who are joining the call and you can ask me anything you want. And then we're going to have free giveaways. We're going to have a drawing for a free session with me valued at $200. We're going to have probably I may give away a free class. You just never know. But it's going to be so much fun. The cost is $25 and you'll have a video recording and an audio recording. So join me for Ask Julie Ryan Live. So sign up at AskJulieRyan.com forward slash live. See you there. back to Christine. Hi, Christine. Please tell everybody where you're located. Hi, Julie. I'm in Ida, Michigan. Okay. It's terrific. in Monroe and, County. <laughs> all right. Okay. And what's your dog's name? His name is Bo. Oh, what's going on with Bo? Uh, well, earlier in the spring, um, he started... Um, having problems with his um, butt area and um, diarrhea and blood. Just It was just it was horrible. Uh, so I, of course, I Googled and um, found out that um, what he has is perianal fistula. Um, his, his rear end kind of looked like um, raw hamburger. I mean, just there was like holes where there shouldn't be holes. And um, we've been to two different vets, and um, there there is just like no no help at all. Um, they give them medicine, and they say, "Well, there's this is an autoimmune disease. There is no cure for it." Um, my husband and I are both on disability. He's a cancer patient, so we don't have thousands of dollars to go to the vet all the time. So I took to uh, Facebook and hit some. Um, some groups, and I find out that um, not only does he have perianal fistula, he's also got um, EPI and and SIBO, and they're all kind of related to the pancreas, the intestines. Um, his body cannot um, does not produce um, um, enzymes, uh, so his food goes right through him. He's not getting any nutrition. He's lost mm-hmm. a lot of weight. He's like really bony. He was over 100 pounds. Mm-hmm. And the last time we had him at the vet, he was 80. And he's oh, like boy. like skin and bones. He looks terrible. Um, and I have been trying, you know, everything that I can. Um, I guess the, um, they told me to get some B12 for him. And um, it, the stuff is called Pantanex. It's an um, enzyme supplement. Mm-hmm. Um, so that his body can start absorbing his food. Um, so I was doing that, and now recently, um, this past week, his—I mean, his diarrhea was was so bad. I was—I have my hands are just like so sore from from mopping constantly. He's in the bathroom, oh, in the sunroom, and okay. I mean, it was diarrhea and blood from one wall to the next. So have yeah, you so, have you um, thought about euthanizing him? Have you have you talked about that with your doctor? What's what's the status of that? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. And, and um, that's so hard. It's they, such they, a hard um, decision to make. It is. And it's like, if, if there's any possibility that, that he can be healed, you know, if there's some energy that, that, that can heal him this past week, he, he hasn't, it's been the opposite. Mm-hmm. He's been constipated now. Okay. All right. So well, I've got him on my radar, Christine. And, and so I, what I'm doing is he, he's got what they talk about malabsorption issues from leaky gut. And what I got when you first started talking about him was that he got into something. He ate something that really messed up his stomach and caused this. I don't know if it was a fertilizer or some kind of poison that was out or something. He ate something. That's caused this. So what I've been working on while you've been talking is I'm, I've been watching a healing on his stomach in his GI tract. And leaky gut looks to me like these little slits in the intestinal wall. Like if you took a box cutter in there and made little slits and then microscopic particles of yeah. food and, and toxins from the gut get into the bloodstream and the body says, oh, crap literally we're under attack and he's then it's in a heightened immune response and that's why things aren't working so the good news is his spirit's in his body he's not dying at the moment even though it probably feels like it when you've been mopping up all this stuff my goodness you're a saint to be doing that um all right so Bo, do you want to be euthanized he's saying not yet do you want to do you want some more time to try and heal? Yes. What can Christine do to help you? What I'm working on is I'm working on those anal fissures and stitching those up right now, Christine. And um, he has three big ones that I can see. And it, and I agree with you. His yeah. tissue looks like it's just raw hamburger in there. And, and what's happened is the skin, yeah. the tissue in there is split. So what can Christine, did they give you some kind of an ointment for him? To use on his his yes. rerend, yeah. Are you are you using yeah, the, that? Yeah, the problem was, um, I actually couldn't use it because he was constant. I mean, he, he was constantly dripping. So yeah. okay, I would what, um, put it on, I'm but getting... now he's 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 completely um, different. He's constipated now. So my husband and I, we just gave him a, a nice shower. And got them all cleaned up, and I was going to get the collar on and put some more of the cream on um, mm-hmm. and see if we can get the fistulas cleared up. Yeah. And um, What I'm getting, Christine, is to use Vaseline in the meantime. Just use plain old Vaseline and uh, put the collar on him so he can't lick it. And right now, his spirit's in his body. He's not dying, I think. Give it a little more time and see how he does. So good luck to Bo. My goodness. I'm so sorry that he's going through all of that. And thanks for calling. Okay. Let's go back to the phones. And I believe our next caller is Kim. Hi, Kim. Hi. How are you? I'm well. How are you doing? I'm, I'm, I'm doing well, too. Good. Where are you? Where are you located? I'm in Salt Lake City, Utah. Salt, terrific. You got a question for me? Well, I have been listening to you, and I've heard you do just an overall healing on somebody, just um, going in and fix, going in and seeing what can be needs to be fixed. And I just wondered mm-hmm. if that's something you could do for me. 
I can, but on this show, I don't have enough time. When I have you for an hour on a private session, we do that for the hour. But if you have a specific mm-hmm. question, I'm happy to do that on the show just from a time management standpoint. Is there something in particular okay. you want me to okay. check, Kim? Um, I'm just saying, I'm probably just I'm not not a not a health condition, just more emotional condition, I guess. Not okay, necessarily a health issue. Okay, what's happening? Just having a rough time in life, you know. Just feel like I'm struggling and um, just trying to heal myself, and and you know, just been going through a lot the last three years. Mm-hmm. And, and just I just feel depressed. like I'm, you know. Are you depressed or anxious yeah, or all I'm of the above? I'm, I'm sad. I'm heartbroken. Yeah, all okay. of the above. Heartbroken. Right. Sad. Thank you. Aww. Did you lose a loved one, Kim? Um, no, well, I, I not recently, no. I mean, okay. I guess kind of, but it's just separating. Okay. All I went right. through a separation. Oh, like a like a divorce separation out. kind of a thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that feels like a death, doesn't it? It's it's wicked. Mm-hmm. I gotcha. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. What I've lost you can so many do along the way with them. Yeah. Oh, what you can do in the meantime as you're going through this couple of things, I'm I'm being led to to describe to you what I talk to people about when they've lost a loved one and they're grieving, because it's basically the same thing. You're grieving a loved one in a separation. When you're feeling sad, I want you to picture ocean waves because grief is much like the ocean. You've got a calm ocean and then the wave comes crashing in when it hits the, the sand, you know, hits the beach with a lot of force and hurts like crazy if you're in the middle of it, especially if you're in the middle mm-hmm. of a, you know, a storm or something. And then what happens? The wave recedes. So when you're in those waves of grief, just envision that wave coming in and know that it's going to go back out. And then envision it, gonna, it's going to come back in and it's going to go back out. And you know how we have high tide and low tide? You're going to have times mm-hmm. where you're feeling a lot of grief. You're going to have times where you're not. So the best thing that you can do is roll with it, envision that wave going back out. That's number one. Number two is get sunlight, go out for walks. Do you, Are you going out for walks? Are you getting outside at all, Kim? Yeah, a little bit, probably not enough. <laughs> yep. Sunlight is just so helpful when we're sad. It's mm-hmm. and it's it's helpful just to stay in in good health, period. But you just want to get sunlight. Get at least twenty minutes of sunlight, preferably in the morning. Do you go to work somewhere? Can you take a walk in the morning? Yeah. Get some sunlight? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do that. Mm-hmm. Get sunlight. And get at least 20 minutes or 30 minutes is even better of exercise. Go for a walk. You do not need to be a power walker. Just go for a walk. (laughs) Be in the sun. Even when it starts to get cold up there, just bundle up, get outside and do that. That's going to help a lot too. And then the third thing is, are you involved in, do you have any kind of a community to support yourself. You said you lost a lot of people with the breakup and and that happens, you know, people that are in your life for a long time, other family members, 
you know, of the person with whom you're splitting. That And that's tough. Do you have other support systems mm-hmm. that can help you? I, I've been trying to find some. I'm just not, I haven't had okay. much luck. Okay. Do you go to a church? Yeah. Do you go to, I, do you I have don't. any kind of civic, um, you know, things that you're involved in? The best thing that you can do is get involved in philanthropic things. A good place to start is the library, believe it or not. There are okay. friends okay. of the library and they do fundraisers mm-hmm. and they do book sales and they do stuff like that. And that's a really good place mm-hmm. that's a local place that you can go to where you can meet new people. It's just you finding a new tribe. Find people to be yeah. around people. If you're not with anybody, what I do when my husband's out of town just because I need to be around people is sometimes I'll just go walk around Target. <laughs> I don't even buy anything, but I'll get a cart and I'll just walk the aisles of Target and then I'll just say hi to people and smile. And when you smile at somebody, what happens is they're going to smile back. You're going to make them feel better. You're going to make yourself feel a lot better, too. So try all of those things, and hopefully that will help. Thanks for calling. All righty, everybody, that's it for this week. What a treat to get to talk to the people I did. For those of you that I didn't get to, please call in next week, and I'll do my best to get you on. Sending you all lots of love from Sweet Home, Alabama. Bye, everybody. joining us. Be sure to follow Julie on Instagram and YouTube at Ask Julie Ryan and like her on Facebook at Ask Julie Ryan. To schedule an appointment or submit a question, please visit AskJulieRyan.com. This show is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be medical, psychological, financial, or legal advice. Please contact a licensed professional. The Ask Julie Ryan Show, Julie Ryan and all parties involved in producing, recording, and distributing it assume no responsibility for listeners' actions based on any information heard on this or any Ask Julie Ryan shows or podcasts.